welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Tonight we're going to be sharing, and we're sharing together, right? Better together. Uh, We're talking about, um, we're calling it the way forward. We're talking about moving ahead uh, in this season, what it looks like, what we're trying to accomplish, what we feel like the Spirit of God is saying to us. There's some things that God spoke to both of us about this morning, so we're both going to share those things with you. Um, And we had told you last Saturday that most Saturday nights will be the same service, either live Saturday night or Sunday morning. Like, we'll, we'll generally be preaching the same message. So if you want to watch online, you can watch online if you're here on Saturday night. But it'll be the same message, so you won't be missing on something. But tomorrow, Pastor Adrian is preaching. So you're going to want to watch the message tomorrow because it's not going to be the same message tonight. It's a twofer weekend. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. Duh. Okay, just... Tim Horton's up in here. Double, 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 double. Okay, are you going to? Hi there. Hi. You're going to? Good. How are you? So, we haven't seen each other in so long. So nice to see you. Okay, I'm going to give you this microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And away you go. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Okay, let's stand up for a minute. Wow, you know what? We can really, really, Ruth, you were here, Ruth, are you, yeah, you were here for the first service, but you can really feel, it's like, what happened in the first service is like, yeah, we started dry in the first service, but we are not starting dry tonight, it was just such a powerful, well, you know what I mean, you know, when you first start, it's like getting an engine going, it warms up, but you guys are, we are coming off what was happening in the first service, and the Spirit of God was really moving, and how many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit? Yeah. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit draws people to Jesus. Amen? That's how you know it's the Holy Spirit. We know it's the Holy Spirit when people's eyes are on Jesus. Let's just close our eyes in this moment right now. This is a holy moment. And I want to read a scripture to you. But just lift your hands to the Lord. I'm going to remind you of a scripture here in the book of Acts. As soon as I find it. Now the full number of those who were believed to be of one heart and soul, and no one said that those things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Father, we stand in this room tonight with our hands lifted to you. God, we thank you for your grace. God, we understand that grace cannot be earned, for grace is a gift that was given to us by Jesus Christ. Jesus, we want to thank you tonight for your grace. We want to thank you for your enabling power that enables us to be everything that you've called us to be, to do everything that you've called us to do. Father, we thank you that your grace is more than enough in this season, Lord, that you are the all-sufficient one. You are God Almighty, and we don't live this season. We don't walk out this season by the power of our own hand, but we are walking out this season in your grace. So, Father, we thank you for your great grace. Not just grace, but great grace. Father, we receive it tonight. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Okay, we can sit down. I like to practice things like that. When I am feeling a little frustrated, when I'm feeling a little bit at, you know, just dis-ease and I'm not feeling great, I try to find a corner in my home or wherever I'm at. It could be in the car. Just be careful, okay? I'm not advocating just like closing your eyes and letting go of the steering wheel and great grace is just, and God's just gonna, you know, Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, I know. That was totally coming. Would have been weird if I didn't say it. But, but I'm not advocating that, but I'm saying in any given moment, we are the children of God. We can find a space. Lift your hands to the Lord and receive mm-hmm. his grace. The Bible says to come boldly before his throne of grace yeah. to obtain his mercy and his help in time of need. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, I was saying this in the first service, and it was something that the Lord had reminded me in worship in the first service. And I, and I, and I heard this. I heard this from the Lord. I heard, though, though this season be hard, remind them that it's a holy season. Mm. Has this season felt hard? Yeah, it's, it's, it's felt hard. But God wants to remind us that though it seems hard, his grace is more than enough, and it is a holy season. God has called, we're, we are all here. We are all in the flesh, right? We are all here. We all have skin on, right? Skin. You got teeth. Hopefully you have some teeth in there. You got eyes, you know. You are living proof that God has called you to the planet. God has called you to this hour for such a time yeah. as this. So guess what that means? That means if God has called you to the planet for such a time as this, Dylan, that he's graced you for this hour. Yeah, that's right. right. Bring it. We can't change it. You are here, man. You are, and it's so good. I'm so happy to see you walk in the door tonight. So good. I didn't know you were here. But, <laughs> but he's called us all here for such a time as this. We are yeah. living proof that the grace of God the goodness of God exists. So what I'm saying is while we were here and while we think the season might seem hard, let's remind ourselves that it's a holy season and at any given moment we can receive his grace. Mm-hmm. And great grace was upon them all. Say great grace. Look at your neighbor tonight. Say great grace. Maybe hold your hand in front of your mouth when you say that. Great grace. It's good. Okay, if you have a Bible, open it up to Joshua. I'm going to make sure I don't talk much because I talked a long time. Thanks. Okay, I'm just going to read the scripture and for sake of time, I'm not going to go through it note by note with the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture, then I'm going to give you the notes, okay, for those of you taking notes tonight. No, it's okay, Uh, but thank you. You're so nice. I woke up this morning and I heard the Spirit of God say, and you have not passed this way before. And then I kept hearing it, but you have not passed this way before. I was like, I think that's a story in the Bible. Well, guess what? It is a story in the Bible. Now nah, I knew it was a story in the Bible. But if you have a Bible, open up to Joshua 3. I'm going to read through a few verses here and then just read you some notes out of it. And then what was really great is that Pastor Jake's going to expound on that uh, unknowingly with some other verses. So let's say thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's always saying the same thing. Uh, verse 1, then Joshua rose early in the morning. Say rose early. And they set out from Shittim, and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel. Guys, that's a lot of people. And lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers 
went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. You gotta follow the presence of the Lord this season, amen? Yet there shall be a distance between you and it shall be about 2,000 cubits. How many of you know what 2,000 cubits is? It's about 0.9 of a kilometer, okay? Almost a kilometer, but not quite, in length. See, we gotta, we've got to be following Jesus so we can be able to see him. Keep Jesus in your gaze. Keep Jesus in your distance. And then he said, here, do not come near it in order that you may know the way that you shall go. For you have not passed this way before. And then it goes on to saying, God, God told Joshua to tell the people and sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. How many of you have a road map to where you're going this season? Who's got it all figured out? Who totally does not have this season figured out? I wanna like lift everything I have. I do not have it figured out. We are on the great adventure. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, Stephen Curtis Chapman, going back a little bit there and all the young adults were like, Stephen Curtis who? Saddle up your horses, guys. <laughs> we got a trail to blaze. <laughs> God has called us for such a time as this. If God has called us for this season, then I know that I know that I know that he's graced me, he's graced my husband, he's graced my children, he's graced all of us, he's graced our church, he's graced visitors that come in to this place. He has graced us. Not just grace, but he's anointed us for this hour. And you're like, I am struggling. What do you mean I'm anointed? For? I do not feel anointed for this hour. I feel like, like less than anointed for this hour. I'm here to remind you that you've been anointed for such a time as this. Don't let the feelings overtake who God has called you to be. I'm here to remind you that God's grace is upon your life, that God's grace is more than enough. And though the season might seem hard, it is a holy season. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a holy season. So I want to read you some notes here that I took, and Pastor Jake's actually going to expound on it a little bit, and you'll hear that from the Spirit of God tonight. going to be quick here. Oh, those are Jake's notes. Hold on one sec. Number one, so he rose early. It's a season to be found in faith, church. It's a season to awaken, to arise. Number two, we got to open our eyes and see it. Just as even we're saying, get ready for the miracles, get ready for the joy. You're like, what miracles? What joy? Like, seriously? Seriously? Uh-uh. We can't walk with the eyes of our flesh. We have to walk with the eyes of our spirit, and we can. Say, we can. Yeah. Say, I can. You are not from here. You are, as the Bible says, you're a sojourner. You're an alien. You're an alien. You might not want to think that. Just just means you're not from here. But we can have eyes of the spirit to see even in this season. You don't have to be walking in the dark. We are children of the light. So we're not, it's in Ephesians 5, you know, you can write that down. You can go read that out. Really key, really key passage for this season. But we're to walk as, not as fools, but as wise. Number three, follow the presence of the Lord and the leading of his Holy Spirit this season. See, what worked before 
might not work now. See, what we're, I was talking to some people on the phone earlier this week, and I said, you know what this season has been? It has like been the biggest stress test on our life. I was sharing a story about um, how I had read, um, I'm not, I don't want to go into it right now, but I had written a little, for those of you following me on Instagram, you can go look later, but I wrote a post on resilience, and then I began to share this story about a few years ago. I was at the cardiologist. Have you guys ever worn a heart? our heart halter, and then you have to go run on the treadmill as hard as you can. And, and then the doctor said to me, he said, I just want to tell you that you can run harder than you think you can. And he said, you're okay, and you're going to be okay. What's God saying to some of us tonight? You can go harder than you think you can, and you are okay, and you are going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Number four, don't take the presence of the Lord, um, don't take the presence of the Lord as common. When we come into this place, guys, let's just worship with all of our heart. I had posted on our, on our um, house to house group, we have a little Instagram group chat, and I had posted, um, it was this young man that was jailed in China for preaching the gospel. He was a young adult. And I thought, here this young adult is preaching in a communist country. And some of us just take for granted even the freedoms of being here tonight. You know, and I had Jay, oh, when did JJ share? Oh, at the worship night on, sat, on uh, last weekend. Who was there at the worship night we had in the, in the field? And do you remember what JJ said? It was just something that the Lord had, she's not here tonight. She's on holidays in Saskatchewan with her family. But the Lord had just told, or she had told the Lord, I am never going to complain about, you know, come, having to come to church all the time or anything. I'm not going to take those things for granted. Guys, don't take church, don't take reading your Bible, don't take the freedoms of, of being able to worship the Lord as common. We get to worship the Lord. We get to come together here tonight, even on a Saturday night. Let's not complain that it's not Sunday morning. Who cares? I am just so grateful to be here tonight. I don't want to be found taking the presence of the Lord as common. For God is holy, and this is a holy season. I pray that we get that in the name of Jesus. Number five. And this was when it was talking about the cubits, but, I, I, you know, the 2,000, the 0.9 kilometers away. The presence of the Lord leads the way, church. There's no roadmap for this season, like I said before. Psalm 119.104 says, His word is a lamp unto our feet and is the light unto our path. You know the roadmap for this season is the word of God. You got the roadmap. Chris, you're holding the roadmap for your life. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So you have everything that you have, you have need of to be successful. Joshua 1 says, be strong and of good courage. For the Lord is with you. Don't be dismayed. You have everything in you to be successful this season. That's a word for you tonight. I'm glad you're sitting there and picking on you. Number six says, sanctify yourselves. Do you know what sanctify means? She's moving. Do you know what sanctify means? It means to, that's right, it means to set yourself apart. And then it says, for the Lord will do wonders among you. And I've already said that there's nothing common about you. You are a child of God. Nicole, there's nothing common. There is nothing ordinary about you. There is something so extraordinary about you. And we begin to grab a hold of our identity. There is nothing that can stop us. This, you know, one of the ways to succeed this season is to fully, and you're going to talk about this, keep our eyes on Jesus. 
He is the light that is going to lead the way this season. Number seven, if you have noticed this, we are in a spiritual battle. And here, here's the thing, young people, for you young people who are just kind of, you guys didn't go through 9-11 and you haven't gone through other stuff. So this is really your first, like, what is happening, you know? And we're, you know, and I'm not here to talk about the signs of the times. But I'm, I am here to say that we are in a spiritual battle. But it's going to be okay. We don't fight with our hands this season in the flesh. We fight in the spirit. We have everything that we have need of. We might have not gone this way before, but God has called us for such a time as this. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We can do a lot of things, but we can't do much without Jesus, and we cannot do anything without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Church, it is a good season. We were singing about that in the first service. It's a good season. When you don't feel like it's a good season, you just prophesy to yourself and you tell your soul, it's a good season. I'm not taking what everyone else is saying. You know, if you have to, quit reading the news. Yes, there is truth out there, but the greater truth is that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And what God can, what God's doing inside of all of us this season, he wants to do through us. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus. We haven't passed this way before, but we're up for the challenge because yeah. the Spirit of God is in us and we can do all things through Christ. Amen. Hey man, that was good, wasn't it? So I'm going to continue on a little bit from where she left off at. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much longer. Don't worry. Don't be like, oh no. Pastor Jenny just preached, and now Pastor Jake's getting up, and he reset the timer on his phone. No, it's not true. Um, we're talking about uh, the way forward, and uh, she just shared a scripture from Joshua chapter 3, and he said, you've never been this way before. And we're in a time and age where we haven't been this way. For most of us, we haven't been this way before. This is new territory for us. Um, this is like one of a few times in history we've faced things like this, and it's new for all of us, and we're all trying to figure it out. Uh, what kind of started some of this thinking was we're meeting on Saturday nights. It's new. It's different for us. We're meeting in groups of 50. We can't meet more than 50. It's new. It's different. It's all weird. We're trying to figure it out as we move along. The city wrote us on at the end of this week, like I think yesterday, maybe the day before, and said that um, they didn't have any ideas about when we could go back to renting the MCA. Uh, no real clear picture. I pressed them on it, and they just said, oh, I don't know. Like, we don't. Until, until the government lets up the 50-person rule, we don't know what we're doing. And so I pushed them. and like, well, we'll get back to you and see. But it doesn't sound like we'll be able to gather on Sunday mornings anytime soon. So we began to think about moving ahead and what does that look like. And Pastor Jenny woke up this morning with this scripture in Joshua 3 in her heart about, you haven't been this way before. And God spoke some things to me. And I'm just going to share a couple quick things with you this morning or tonight, I guess. Um, what God put on my heart this morning to share with all of you. So we're talking about moving forward, talking about the way forward. What does that look like for us? We haven't been here before, so we're trying to figure it out as we go. Some of the things that Jenny touched on, um, for sake of time, I'm not going to have us turn to all these scriptures and look at them up. We'll look at one scripture together, but if you want, you can write these things down. You can look them up as I talk if you want to, but we're not going to all go there and take the time to do that. Exodus chapter 13 in verse 21 is the end of the Israelites leaving the, or not leaving the promised land, but leaving Egypt. Um, Pharaoh finally said, get out of here. Uh, you guys need to go. The, 
the last plague was the, the firstborn son, firstborn child dying. Pharaoh's son had just died and he had enough. Kicks the Egyptians out. He's like, get out of here. The Egyptians are leaving. Um, and in verse 21, it talks about how as they leave Egypt, that God is leading them with a pillar, a cloud of smoke in the daytime and a pillar of fire at night. So that everywhere they go, whether it's daytime or nighttime, they can still see God's presence. They are still being led by God so that they don't get lost, they don't get confused, they know exactly where God's at, right? You go outside on a clear day, you see a massive dark cloud, you can see that dark cloud for miles and miles and miles. At nighttime, look outside, you can see stars, but if there was a pillar of fire just burning in the sky at nighttime, you would say, we need to be over there. That's where God's at, God's leading us with that. So keep your eyes on God. In the New Testament, we have a great story. In Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 24, it's a story where Jesus walks on the water, and so does Peter. Who likes Peter? I like Peter in the Bible. Uh, Yes, Jenny said Peter gives me hope, and Peter should give you hope, because Peter, I don't know. Peter was just always saying the wrong thing, always doing the wrong thing, cutting off people's ears, like just... Peter. Um, so Jesus had been doing amazing things like he always did and decided when he was done, he needed to go off, spend some time praying, went up on the mountain to go pray. Jesus said to his disciples, hey, you guys get in the boat, cross the lake, and I'll meet you on the other side when I'm done praying. So the boys get in the boat. They start going over. In the middle of the night, the Bible says, what happens? Big storm shows up. Big waves are crashing around. The disciples are scared. Jesus has finished praying on the mountain, and he's decided, okay, I told the boys I'd meet them on the other side, so I should go get ready to meet these guys. So he comes down from the mountain. The lake is between where Jesus needs to go. The boys have taken the car and left already. Jesus says, well, I don't want to walk around the lake, so I'm going to walk over the lake. Jesus begins to walk across the lake like Jesus can. He's walking across the lake. The disciples are in the boat. They see Jesus crossing the lake and freak out. And the reason they freaked out was because back then, uh, if you were a seafaring person, if you lived back then, and you had all these different ideas and theologies and beliefs around you, like the Romans and, and mysticism and Kabbalah and all these different things, if you had all those around you, they believed that if you saw something on the water at nighttime or you saw something on the water, period, that it meant that you were going to die. So the disciples... You know, nobody's walked on the water ever, right? So it would be like you're in a boat. You would have no context for seeing Jesus. You wouldn't expect to see. You would be like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. That's just Jesus. Remember, like, last week when he ran to 7-Eleven, didn't want to take the car, so he just walked across the lake? Just Jesus. They had no context for this. It was completely new to them, completely foreign to... I mean, Jessica... What would you do if you were at Cultus and, like, you're floating on your floaty, you're just enjoying the sunshine, the waves are calm, and you're, like, floating along, and all of a sudden some dude walks by. He's like, oh, hey, excuse me, I'm just going to push your floaty out of the way. Like, you would lose it, right? You'd think it was amazing. But they thought that meant that we are going to die. So they see Jesus walking. They're like, oh, no, this is the end. And um, so Peter starts talking to Jesus. He says, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come out there. Jesus says, well, okay, it's me. So Peter, come out, walk, walk in the water. Come meet me out here. It's cool. We're hanging out here on the water. It's awesome. It's great. 
And so Peter gets out of the boat. You know this story just as well as I do. Peter gets out of the boat, begins to walk towards Jesus. And the Bible says that when, Jesus, when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the storm that was around him, what happened? Peter sank. One of the things that God said to me to say to you tonight was in this season, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your focus on Jesus. Tune your ears to what Jesus is saying. Don't spend your time stuck on Facebook. Don't spend your time stuck in CNN or Fox or CTV or Global News. Those are all fine enough things. Sure, go watch the news. Go pay attention. But higher than those things in your life, you need to turn and tune your ears to Jesus and see what he is saying. Don't look to your mom, don't look to your dad, your husband, your wife, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, all those people. Don't look to them to guide and lead you when in a season you need to be looking at Jesus to direct your steps, to direct your thoughts. There is so much fear in the world right now. The world is falling apart around us. Not just here, not just in Canada, not just in North America, but around the globe. What the world needs is people who are following Jesus. Everywhere they go, Everything they do, they are listening to his voice. Like Jenny said, now's not a time to withdraw. Now's not a time to retreat. Now's not a time to slack off in your relationship with him. Now is the time to push in like you never have before. Because it's, it's weird. It's uncertain. One day it's this, tomorrow it's completely different. Nobody knows what's up. Nobody knows what's down. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Just like God led the, Egyptian, or led the Israelites out of Egypt with a pillar of smoke and, and a pillar of fire, right? Just like Peter was walking on the water, keeping his eyes fixed on Jesus, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in this season. Keep your eyes on him. The next thing Jesus told me was this. In this season... Don't pull apart, pull together. Don't, <laughs> don't pull apart from each other. Don't withdraw, don't retreat. Don't pull apart, pull together. There is so much division rising in the world, in families, and inside the body of Christ. There's so much confusion, there's so much frustration, there's so much uh, lack of understanding. In this time, don't pull apart, come together. And come together on the things that really matter. Right? Come together on the things that matter. And what really matters? What really matters at the end of the day? Jesus. Jesus is what really matters. Jesus 
who came and died and laid his life down for us, so that those people that are outside of this room that don't know the answer that you have, that are afraid, that are scared, that are lonely, that are dying, that are confused, that are sick, that are frustrated, that are feeling all those things, those people that don't have what you have, you need to point those people to him. What they don't need is more fuel being added to the fire of confusion. Here's my opinion. Here's my thought. Here's why. Here's 101 reasons why this person is wrong with what they believe about wearing gloves, not wearing gloves, vaccinations, no vaccinations, masks, no masks, social distancing, no social distancing. Here's 100 reasons why that person is wrong. You know what? Have your opinions, have your beliefs, have your thoughts. Submit them all to Jesus. And when you're giving stuff away, when you're sharing news with people, what you should really be sharing with them is Jesus. Those people are lost and dying and lonely and afraid. And what they need from you is the truth that you have received that will set them free as well. In this season, don't divide like these chairs are divided. Don't divide like this. Be like, well, you know what? Those people, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're thinking this thought and they're thinking that thought. You know what? Let's focus on things that matter. Let's stay together on things that matter. Let's remember that there are lots of people in our city that need Jesus. Let's focus on how to get Jesus for those people. How to introduce them to the real Jesus. So don't pull apart. Pull together in this season. The last thing that, that he told me to tell you was in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I do want you to turn your Bibles here if you have them. Who has a Bible tonight? Oh, yes, you brought your Bible Last week in our seven, it was seven o'clock last week, but last week in that service, we talked about how I was really going to be encouraging everybody on a regular basis to bring their paper Bibles to church. There's something about having something in your hands tangibly that you can highlight, that you can make a note in when the Spirit of God speaks to you, that when you go back, you can open it up and be like, oh yeah, on this day, the Spirit of God said this to me, and I made a note in it, and it just brings me life every time I look at it. So, that's a freebie saying, bring your Bible to church. Okay. <laughs> if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. Do you all have Bibles? Jeff, you don't have a Bible? Oh, okay. Do you have a real Bible? A paper Bible? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to start in verse 7. And we're going to read down to the end of 10. We're talking about the way forward. We're talking about how the Spirit of God said to Pastor Jenny that we haven't been this way before and we haven't been this way before. So we're talking about what does it look like and how do we move forward in this season of uncertainty and unsurety and just not knowing. 
Step one is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, who the Bible says is the author and finisher of your faith. You're not sure, I'm not sure, but we do know who is sure, right? Jesus is sure. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Incline your ear to him. That means when you're having conversations, while you're talking to somebody, with one ear you say, God, what do you want to say right now? What do you want to say to this person? What do you want to do? So you're listening with one ear to the person, and you're listening to the God, Spirit of God, with your heart in the other. Does that make sense? So we're talking about moving forward, following God. We're talking about not being divided. Um, Mark chapter 3 is where Jesus talks about how a kingdom divided can't stand. Right now, more than ever, the world needs the church. The world needs what you have inside of you. And the world needs the church unified over the fact that Jesus came to die for us. They don't need us divided. They don't need us fighting with each other about what's right or what's wrong or what's indifferent. They need us together proclaiming the goodness of God to all who are lost. In Matthew chapter 18, we looked at Matthew chapter 18 last week. We were talking about um, forgiveness, but right before that story we looked at last week about the unforgiving debtor, right before that, Jesus is talking about forgiveness, and he says, if two or three of you are gathered in my name and ask anything of my Father according to my will, I will do it. Right? So we want to be united. We want to be gathered together like we are. We want to be seeking God. We want to be asking God for the things that he wants to happen. That's why when we pray, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 7. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says this, even though I've received much wonderful revelation from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times, he said, I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time, in verse 9, he said this to me. And in my Bible, these words are in red. And it says, my grace is all you need. The New King James says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in weakness. Then the Apostle Paul goes on and he says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, for when I am weak, for when I'm confused, for when I'm frustrated, from when I'm unsure, from when I can't do this on my own, God's grace is more than enough. It is sufficient. So when I am weak, in Christ, then I am strong. The, lost, the, lost, the last thing he said for me to say to you today was that in this season, in these times, in these days, in all the things that you're walking through, his grace is more than enough for you. His grace 
his ability, his power, his strength is more than enough for anything that you're going to encounter, for every obstacle that you will face, for every problem you got to deal with, the grace of God is more than enough to overcome those things. How do we move forward? We move forward by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, by staying together and not allowing division in, and by realizing that his grace in this season is more than enough to carry us through. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.